some of it at the moment. But wow. The days of Elijah? Or the, anybody remember what the name of that particularly was? There's some, yeah, something with Elijah. The spirit of Elijah. So the spirit and power of Elijah. See, we need each other. Amen. Amen. Yeah, pre- preach back at me. Don't sit there like a bump on a log. That's not your ministry. There's no bumps on a log ministries. Amen. So what's the Holy Ghost saying? The Bible says, and you and I know this, it's not no. And you can take this to the bank. One thing that Jeremiah said in that message, you know, there are signs of the time. And even back in Jesus' day with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he said, when you see the sky turn pink, you know rain's coming. But yet you don't know the signs of the time. And, of course, in the same instance, he wept over Jerusalem because they did not realize the time of visitation. Their Messiah was walking among them. And they couldn't even recognize him. How do you think Jesus felt? As God the Son. In human flesh. That was looking at a society that God had chosen to set up as a template out of all the pagans. The whole earth was pagan. Come on. There was very little righteousness still in the seed coming along. But he says, I'm going to raise up Abraham, who was a pagan, and make a nation out of him. Come on. Yes. Jesus said himself. See, this is why we, we need to hear. It seems like we're in a season to hear the the. How can I say it? I might not be saying it right, guys, so so bear with me. I hope you understand because I don't know how else to say it. But to that we're hearing the severity, the s- s- soberness, the fierceness of God's voice um, to, to us all because of how steep sin has gotten into the church and it's getting rooted in there and it's not saying that you know if if you guys aren't if you you are clean and your conscience and everything glory hallelujah and you can embrace i would embrace these kind of messages especially when you're clean well the ones when they're not clean they're the ones who have a hard time with it being it being repeated but he said this there's a degrees of punishment even in hell Listen to me, because he said this. He said that this generation, because it has not received the one that was sent, the Son of God, their Messiah, will receive even a stricter judgment than Sodom and Gomorrah. So see what I'm saying? It's like when we read the word, let the Holy Spirit start revealing. I'm telling you, I, I get in that word, and it's like I'm seeing things like, holy, wow, Lord. And I see the application and everything else. So I'm eating the first fruit 
also. I'm eating it to change me and spending time with them, not just reading it, but God, help me, change me. If there's anything, you know, show me, Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> wow. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. How many believe he's coming? I like what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah Johnson, when he said, think about it, guys. When we go to heaven, we're going to engage in conversation with Peter and Paul and the, the, the apostles of the Lamb and our family members, amen? We're going to be able to talk to people that walked in those days, the people that hung around Jesus. Amen? We're going to be talking and engaging in conversation with these people. You'll meet Chalda. Chalda. You had to say it right. Chalda. Yes. Have anybody, has anybody ever heard of Chuck Flynn? A prophet of God. He's home with the Lord now, but he was the first man of God that ever prophesied over our life. And it was 19, oh my gosh, 78, I guess it was, somewhere around there. And he ministered to Carol and I at a United Methodist Church. Now, we were not part of that congregation, but we were network, networking with other leaders. And this Methodist minister was a Methecostal. <laughs> Say Methecostal. That means a Methodist is baptized in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, you have Bapticostals. <laughs> you have Catholicostals. <laughs> What? Oh, okay. Being the person that he is, Chuck Flynn was on the plane with Bobby Jean, and Chuck, um, prolific, prolific, yeah, ministered a word to Bobby Jean about her ministry coming up. Ministered to um, Pat Robertson. I, I can't even begin all the names, all the different ones and had such a strong influence, and they would actually call Chuck and say, Chuck, is God saying anything to you? But we were, we were just eating. Remember I, I told you guys this, just eat, we're just eating, and all of a sudden he just he keeps eating, doesn't look up at me, and he goes, oh, Carol, by the way, um, God says that you have the mantle of Hulda. And I went, Yeah, Halda, Halda, who's Halda? And inside I went, oh, and then he just kept eating, just kept eating and changed the conversation. And I'm like, who is Halda? And I was always trying to figure out what is this, Lord? What is it? And I found Halda in the Bible. And when I read it, it wasn't, there isn't much in there. I went, bingo, that sits with me. And I had to do some research and study on her. 
She taught. She was a prophet, and she judged Israel. And she also, um, so judged Israel meant that she would, she would bring the decision of God to, to situations. She ministered to the king continually and um, taught the prophets. Yeah. So I'm a king, and I got harder for a wife. <laughs> Very applicable. Honey, I, I don't know if I would have married you if I knew your name was Hulda. <laughs> Come on, church. You're allowed to be light. God is good. But the Spirit's voice has been very, very strong because the God loves us. And I was going to say when coming off the platform that apparently everyone in this house, regardless of how long you've been here, that you're of a spiritual mindset to receive what the Spirit is saying in this place. Uh, listen, I love the positive. Uh, it's all positive. Correction's positive. Instruction's positive. Amen? Training in righteousness is positive. Rebuke is positive. Amen? So it's all good, but Open up to Romans 8.14 in your Bibles. We, you know, we had the forums, and Brother Bert sang the message. <laughs> Didn't start out that way. He just, uh, the, through the forums, the Lord was demonstrating in the forum to those here and online the importance of having a song, a psalm, a spiritual hymn. For one another. Now the Bible didn't say for those of you who can sing on key. <laughs> Not everybody can. Amen. And some of us we just give it our best shot. But Ephesians 5.18 says. Do not be dr drunk with wine which is dissipation. But be being filled with the spirit. That's not the one on the screen. But be being filled. Continually being filled. In the, with the Spirit, singing songs and psalms and spiritual hymns to one another. To one another. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yeah, do you all remember Mark Wilhite who ministered here a couple of times uh, on the piano and in ministry? Uh, Mark has gone on to be with the Lord uh, last Sunday. He call up and say, "Hello, Ray and Carol. The Spirit of the Lord is with you." And he'd sing a song and say, "I just bless you in the name of the Lord." And he, yeah, you know, just be like, "Glory to God, Hallelujah!" I, I, that's just the way he lived, and, and it brought joy. He couldn't help but laugh. You know, it's like, man, my man pots and pans, my boy corduroy, Hallelujah. You remember that then? I don't know if you guys remember Amos and Andy. Vince, do you? Uh, before your time. Dennis? Amos and Andy? Oh, yeah. I you doing? <laughs> but be being filled. So here, Bert comes into, the, he and Carolyn were ministering, uh, you know, um, was it last week? This past week, right? The week before. Oh, that's right. We had Jeremiah Johnson fly in from uh, Florida. 
<laughs> yeah, Bert was down there the week, you know, last weekend. He was actually having lunch with him and uh, some of his leaders. And we said, oh, Bert, by the way, we had Jeremiah Johnson in on Sunday. He said, what? I said, we just had Jeremiah Johnson at church. And he said, uh, you couldn't have. I had lunch with him. And I said, Bert, we had Jeremiah Johnson minister at church. And he said, what are you talking about? That's impossible. I said, no, we had a video. Yeah, he's starting to get upset with us. Like, what planet are you guys on? But aren't you glad the message came forth? And he even said that too. Singing songs and psalms and hymns to the Lord. He also had that in his heart. So God's cleaning up the church. Strong messages. And if there's ever a time in history that you and I need to be led by the Spirit of God, of course it's for all history, all church history. But don't you want to be in that place where you are purposed in your heart, like Carol was saying. We have purposed in our heart that to be in him, to live in him, to in him we live and move and have our being. It's more than just something we quote, something we live. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Talk about identification. That's another word you'll be hearing through people that are on God's page. That the church has suffered an identity crisis. We've, we have the church and I'm saying we, I'm not, when we say we, and we're addressing things about the church, that may not be for everybody in here. It's, we feel the body of Christ. And we, and if I, I just have to share this, you guys are like us in, in, in this regard that you get the first fruits of what God's inspiring and preaching or teaching through us. So you guys are the first benefactors, but we don't just speak here. We speak into the region by faith. Jesus did. And it's proven out scientifically that the sound of voice, the the sound of sound resonates and walls can't stop it. It just goes out. It's a spiritual principle. Amen. That's why you and I need to call the things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah. Carol saying, lift your voice. Well, come on. I, I, now, now, here's a dynamic that can happen. And it may be a consternation sometimes, or you feel tension in your thinking when the instruction comes, lift our voice unto God. And you're feeling like, man, I feel his presence so much I can hardly speak. I don't want to be disobedient, but I can hardly talk. Then you go with God. But let's flow together. The more we flow together with the instructions that come from the platform, it's not to boss you around. It's get the heart of God being, it's the spirit of God saying, go this way. You know, you're feeling that led. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. 
That's a nice verse. We, we're familiar with it in charismatic churches and Pentecostalism. What does the word led mean? Do you have it in your Bible? Did you write it down? Have you written it in your Bibles? Are you afraid to write in your Bibles because your Bible's too holy? Some people are, they, and I don't mean to offend you, but at least write the note down and put it somewhere where you can meditate on it. Because the Holy Spirit's leading you and I every day. He's endeavoring to lead us every day. Every day. And he would delight to lead you and I every moment. Say every moment. Well, God doesn't speak to me. No, he speaks all the time. Your ear isn't open. Well, I want to hear him. How bad? <laughs> How bad you want to hear him? Or I should say, how good you want to hear him. Amen. He's speaking all the time. His voice is as the sound of many waters. You have to think about it. Think about what the Bible says about his voice. Like the sound of many waters. You ever been by that babbling brook or that river and where you, you hear the water? Come on. I'm not talking about this. Whoosh, whoosh. I'm not talking about the ocean that whoosh you to sleep. Whoosh. I'm talking about that running water. Come on. His voice is like that. How do we hear it? Well, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Write this down. Led means to lead. Duh. As many as are led. So he wants to lead you and I. It also means to bring to you and I. As many as are brought the guidance, brought the instruction, brought the word to speak. The third definition means to drive. To drive. Have you ever felt the, well, uh, let me put in there the word compel or like the importance of sharing. And I'm glad you were prompted to, you were prompted, led, the leader was prompted, led, driven to address things to the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad she's driven. I'm glad I'm driven. I'm glad our leadership's driven. I'm glad every one of you are driven by the Spirit of God. Well, I don't feel driven. That's your problem. You speak negative words over yourself. You don't believe what the Word says. So by default, you begin to speak and cur put curses on your own life by saying, I don't feel that. I 
and know that you, your life was based on your feelings. Our life isn't based on feeling. Feelings are part of our life. But faith is based on believing. I believe that I'm led by the Spirit of God. I believe with all my heart that I am led by the Spirit of God to the place where he desires when I'm in season and when I'm out of season. But next, you want the next definition? Well, there's a couple. I'll speak to the couple. To guide. For as many as are led, guided by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. These. Carol was talking about uh, there were two different individuals that we've been engaged. We had to go to AT&T, and we actually had to upgrade our antiques. In both instances, there was a conversation. And my conversation with a young lady yesterday was, I, I don't have time to tiptoe through the tulips. I want to be loving. Amen. But there's a soul at stake, and there's eternity at stake with the person that's helping me through the process of getting phones fixed up. Amen. An eternal soul that's either going to be in heaven or hell. And I have the opportunity right now, right now, not tomorrow, right now. I may never see her again. Seals and Crofts sang a song. We may never pass this way again. I may never pass this way again. And I said to her, I said, do you know Jesus Christ? Have you ever accepted Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior? High top table, people all around. I don't give a rip. Her soul is at stake. Amen. And she said, um, uh, well, and I said, never mind. <laughs> I said, you answered my question. She said, she said, say, she said, if I can't say yes, I guess no. She said, but my mom's holy. <laughs> I'm kind of, and I said, listen, sweetheart, you can sleep in the garage. That don't make you a car. Uh, put that in your notes. That's a good, that's a good line. That's something to communicate with people. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Because I go to church, don't make me a Christian. Makes me a church goer. So I told her, and I, I just said, I'm going for the gold. And I shared the importance of accepting Jesus Christ. She was 23. I was 23 when I gave my heart to the Lord. Eh, 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 eh. And I said, there's a difference. Listen, this will help some of you to lead somebody to the Lord. A lot of people want to give people the Lord. They hear the message about being saved. They hear the message about not going to hell and going to heaven. Nobody really wants to go to hell. We are deluded at one point to think, yeah, I'm going to go to hell and party with my pals. Glory to God. There ain't no partying in hell. Amen. It was just a lie. But many people accept Jesus as Savior. But they don't accept him as Lord. It's because the gospel has been watered down. 
We need to tell people the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Not half truth this thing. You and I need to be a better and greater witness. That was the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I know Carol had told me about the ladies' meeting last night. I said, my Lord, hallelujah, what a ladies' meeting. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking, dear Jesus, it was awesome. But how do you share your faith? Are you, listen, we're empowered to be witnesses. God didn't save us to just be a believer. He called you and I to be fruitful disciples. Say fruitful. Fruitful. That means bearing fruit. Fruit bearers. There's no greater witness or power of Christ in you than one-on-one witnessing. It is the most powerful witnessing impact. Um, Of course, Jesus sent them out in twos. But your opportunity to share your faith is absolutely essential and powerful. But we have to tell her. And I I told this young lady, I said, listen, sweetheart. You don't need to give Jesus just your heart. You need to give him your life. When you give him your heart, you're saying, I want you as Savior. But it's not until you give him your life that he becomes Lord. And we used to hear the message, Jesus is Lord of all or not at all. And Jesus raises the bar in his preaching and he says, many will come to me in the day and say, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I do miracles in your name? And I will say to you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Amen. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that one. Well, who's that applied to? Well, we'll we'll just by default as Christians born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to say, well, that's only Mormons because they they do stuff. There's cults doing signs and false signs and wonders. Jesus said, Jesus said in the last days, there will be false signs and wonders in my name. Amen. That even the elect would be deceived. See, everybody in here is part of the elect. Hallelujah. That was a time for you to shout. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm elect. Glory to God. Come on. You need some chutzpah in your life. I'm elected of God. Hallelujah. There's something about it. Gets that leg going. Not Pentecostal leg kick. Why? There's faith connected in that. I'm not only called, I'm chosen of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, yeah amen. I'll tell you what. Try it. I'm chosen. Kick your leg where you're at. I'm chosen of God. Bless God. Hallelujah. You know, in Hebrews, we love, we quote the word of God and it's just like the words just, you know, it's just a, it's a mantra and yet not a a revelation. Now, as you and I meditate on the word and we speak it over and over, it will become revelation, but the word washes us and the word is seed planted in our spirit. 
Confession is not designed for you to try to convince God that you're believing his word. Confession is designed and meditating on the word is God, you planting his loving, powerful seed in your spirit, man, which is going to convince you that what he has said is reality. We believe it at at face value. We believe it at seed form. But he doesn't want us just to have the bag of seed. He wants us to plant it. Unless a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die, unless a seed dies, it can't bring forth fruit. I'm amazed. You know, Carol and I, we've been talking a lot about holiness and, and, and the, the, you know, the Holy Spirit's been saying it. And he, I mean, oh, wait Let's let's remove holy from just the spirit of God, the spirit. Let's not say he's holy because if he's holy and he lives in us, then I'm obliged to at least try to be holy. No, God's not. That was that's bondage. Religion wants to be holy. You and I are holy by by new birth. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You're already holy. (laughs) I am holy. You are holy too. I am holy and you are holy too. There's a spiritual song. So let it be written. So let it be done. Say identity crisis. Say Pentecostals, they tried to put holiness on the outside. They got a hold of the truth of be holy as I am holy. Well, that means girls have to wear a dress to their feet, put their hair in a bun, don't put any paint on the barn, wear no jewelry. Amen. And, uh, you know, and men are like, you know, she's ugly. She needs some pain. Men, men will say, you know, I want my wife to to look good, bless God. I mean, I want her to be attractive. Hallelujah. Put some pain on the barn if it needs pain. Why? Men are visual. Holiness isn't on the outside. Peter uses great grace and he says, you wives, don't only adorn yourselves to make yourself beautiful for your husband. Let the inward beauty draw your husband to the Lord Jesus Christ. Say inward beauty. Every one of us has an inward beauty. I want to tell you what, you are holy. If you're born again today, his holiness by DNA is in you. Hallelujah. I like to say to people, and I call people, even sinners, I call them. Saint, whatever. Even sinner folk. When I, when I come across sinner folk, I call them St. Jim, St. John, St. Peter, St. Ralph. And they look at me and say, yeah, what are, you, what, are you kidding? I said, no, I'm calling things that are not as though they are because they have been and will be. God wants you to be one of his saints. Now, of course, in their mind, they're going to start processing. 
well, that means I have to do a miracle or something. They they don't have a clue, but I'm sowing seed. Saint. Saint Mary. Saint Barbara. Saint Mildred. Saint Hulda. Saint Hulda. Come on. Yeah, baby, you got something? Okay. Let's go on to the next definition. You want the next one? Write it down. To, to spur to action. To spur to action. Now, I want you to see the whole picture of this one. We can get this from cowboys. They used to wear spurs on their boots. When they would take those spurs, those metal wheels, those stars, and hit their horse a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right, what's your favorite cowboy show? Lone Ranger? Somebody else? The Tales of El Fago Baca. Annie Oakley. That's not a cowboy, it's a cowgirl. Cowboys. Come on. Anybody? What a dead or alive. Good one. Davy Crockett. That'll work. Johnny Cash. Cheyenne Bodie. Clint Walker. Oh, stop it. Johnny Yuma. Good one. Bill, you're showing your age. You're dating yourself, bro. <laughs> All right. What? The, what? Rawhide. Well, that was a good flick. How about Festus on Gunsmoke? Yeah, Mr. Dillon. Come on. Bonanza. Hop along, Cassidy. He's dating himself. Roy Rogers. Come on, guys. All right, that's it. For as many as are spurred to action. Spurred to action by the Holy Ghost for kingdom business. These are sons of God. Now, what do you do with these definitions? You begin to meditate on them. As you appraise and you go over these different definitions, you're going to begin to recognize the promptings of the Holy Spirit in your life that you were cognizant of, and you'll start to realize the ones where you didn't realize it. You'll start to realize where you didn't realize that it was the Holy Spirit moving you to action. We'll get there. Verse 12, honey. Let me finish this definition real quick. The next definition is to prompt. To prompt. For as many as are led, prompted. Anybody, anybody use that language in your, yeah, I felt prompted. Let me see your hands. If you ever felt that, you're like, I felt prompted to share. I felt prompted to go here, to say this, to do that. That's the Holy Spirit. So I want to ask you a question. In his leading, is there a voice? Stand up, Pastor Tim, please. 
It's kind of like, look out that way. Turn around. <clears throat> now, if you have this. What, do you feel uh, any pressure? Is there a sensation? Is there a sensation? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Lord, why am I in this store? Why, am, why, why do I feel prompted to go down this aisle? Come on. No, you, you don't go shoulder to shoulder with a stranger. But I'm bringing you to a stranger to share the word, Gooberhead. <laughs> it can be that simple. Do you know the Lord prompted us to do something in this house? And the, I, he said, don't go shopping anymore on the day you just schedule it. Ask me about shopping. Some of us, we get so routine when we shop, how we shop, where we shop. But the Lord said, and this was an instruction, wasn't legal, but it was inspired. It was like, do you want your Christianity to be more exciting? Let God be more involved in it. He's the author of it. Amen. Lord, all right, we need, I need to go food shopping. Where should I go food shopping? I've got a lot of places. I like this place the most, the most, but where do you want me to go today? Where's the divine appointment? Well, well, yeah, Carol said the best sale. Well, listen, I think by default, if we're good Jewish people, we're looking for the best deal. Amen? Amen? So we should all, but listen, God may take us to a place that we normally wouldn't go because it's expensive because there's a soul in there that dire needs your testimony. We always think about it's the poor and the dredges that need the good news. What about the filthy rich? Do they need Jesus? Or do we just rule them out? I'm not filthy rich. You know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a phrase. The abundantly blessed and rich who are lost. Do they need the good news? Joe Jordan told us a, a, a story. He was, um, <clears throat> now, did he minister at that church? But anyway, the pastor was uh, uh, the pastor of some city, you know, wherever it was. And the pastor, um, the banker of the town came out to visit their church. But the pastor had one person in the congregation that was, Mentally retarded and, but communicable, you know, functional. And he went to this individual in this church and he said, listen, <laughs> facts, details. And he went to this individual and he said, I don't want you to go near that man. And he, the pastor gave him instruction because he just didn't want this man offended in any way, shape or form. So guess what? At the end of the service, the retard, this, 
during the service. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It was during the service. This young man, I don't want to use that word because I don't want to offend anybody, but the young man that was impaired went up to the banker and said, do you know Jesus? Just went right up to the banker and said, do you know Jesus? And the man looked at him and he said, no. He said, well, go to hell then. The man got up and left the building in a rage. And the pastor saw it, and he was flabbergasted because he's thinking, why would you care about what the banker's bringing to the table anyway? People do. People get caught up in all that. Well, there's a resource. Stop. I said to somebody recently, leaders should not want to milk a cow and take advantage of people in any way, shape, or form. Jesus didn't. Amen. So the pastor was exasperated. <laughs> what did you do? I told him to go to hell. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, you know, this resource just left. But by the end of the service, somebody came back in the building. <laughs> he left. Got in his car, the banker said. I got in my car and I drove down the road. I was so angry that that young man said that to me. But all I heard over and over was, go to hell then. Go to hell then. Go to hell then. Go to hell then. And he said, I was pierced to my heart. And I'm coming back here. What do I need to do to get saved? The fear of God came all over him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To me, that is awesome. Go to hell then. Now, I'm not in, this isn't the message. Maybe we ought to call the message, go to hell then. No. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. Context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on up here. Here you go, babe. We're tag team. We've, we've, many people have used this scripture and have used it even with us and said, well, I wasn't led to do that. And there's instructions being come given, on. but I'm not led to do that. And it's like, and something is speaking louder to them than the spirit of God. Because it's all in the word. What do you mean? You're not, you don't have to be led. Just obey. This is obedience to the word of God. But I'm not led to do this. And I wasn't led to go to church tonight. And I wasn't led to do, go over here. <laughs> and I wasn't led. Good this point. Is, and then I want to look at them and say, are you really a Christian? Are you born again? But keep this in context to what it goes with everything that was going on from the very beginning of the service. Because when you listen to that's groanings too groanings deep for too words. Deep for words. Yeah. When you read the whole of Romans eight. Chapter eight. Yeah. Deals with the flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. So I just I marveled at when you brought that out and when you read twelve and thirteen. And 14, keeping it in context, it's amazing. Go to verse 12, Bill. Because it it absolutely, if you keep this in context with everybody that's given excuses, well, I don't feel led. I don't feel led. Well, that's exactly what's being addressed. Yeah. You're not going by feelings. We're going, We're by, going faith by, yeah. Yeah. by faith and obedience. Amen? Say faith and obedience. 
So the whole chapter is addresses that whole tension. Say tension. See, the Bible uses the word enmity, but it seems like it's a very hostile and literally could be the argument of the flesh with the spirit. In the NL, NLT? Okay, Bill, do you have the NLT on that? New Living Translation? Okay. Is that it? That's up now? Here we go. No, not, not Josiah. Okay, well, glory to God. Meshulam, Levites of the Kohathite clan. Romans 8, verse 12. That's close. There we go. That's close. Well, that's a good verse, too. I like that verse. Say, there it is. Let's read it together. Everybody read it together. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Verse 13. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So now look at your, your, uh, the definitions again. For as many as are to lead his leading in our life, to bring, bringing us into that place of revelation, bringing us to that place of decision, illuminating in us that there's a war going on. Amen. My flesh, like Carol said, well, I don't feel like I don't feel led to go to the church today. That's a that's a damnable lie from your flesh. Yeah, he never leads us in the sin. Amen. I don't, well, and I, all honesty, there are times I felt like, Lord, I ain't got no gas. I, I didn't say, well, I don't really don't feel like being with the saints of God. I really don't feel like going to worship you today, Lord, but save me. Now, there are times, in all honesty, it's, listen, our words are very important on how they influence our life and our thinking. Our words are seeds and we plant them. There have been times I said, Lord, I, ain't, I, I don't have gas. I don't have the strength. But I'm going. I'm going, but I, I need help. <laughs> My body is tired. My mind is tired. Come on, anybody ever? ever are you, am I alone in this place? We all, we've all been there. there. You know, we use the phrase, there's too much month at the end of the money. Sometimes there's too much church at the end of the strength. It seems that way, doesn't it? But no, I, somebody said this to me the other day, too. 
And it was, that's how my conversation opened with this young lady. She said, well, sometimes I go to church. And I said, there's your problem. I said, you go to church. Wouldn't it be better for you to be the church? She was looking at me like a deer in a headlight. Uh, she was trying to compute that. Well, anyway. For all who are led by the Spirit of God, all who are driven by the Spirit of God, guided by the Spirit of God, spurred to action by the Spirit of God, and to prompt, prompted by Him. <sighs> There's no greater joy, I believe, for the Lord and for us as leaders is that when whosoever can, we realize that people have limitations at times and there's uh, things that may, may not just allow you in the natural to come to prayer. But we, we taught, used to teach our kids. We would bring our kids. We would bring our children to prayer. We did. And sometimes we had to tag team. Sometimes I came, she came. You know, we just tag team. We flip-flopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But one of us were always a prayer. That that was not that wasn't even a compromise. That wasn't wasn't an issue. You did it because it's right. Say it's right. Amen. So let's let's think about this. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. What's God saying? What's he doing? And I just went on our website and I just redid I forgot that I had a blog, and I went on the blog, and I, yeah, hello, the blogs. Say, oh, blog. Oh, oh, me, oh, blog. But I put in there, I had something on there from 16, 2016. And I went, row, row, ramen, rubble now. Come on, you guys don't like the Jetsons, Astro? Come on. Anyway, and as I was typing it out again, it just was quickening in my spirit. What about 2019? A year 20 is expectancy. 19 is divine order and judgment. Divine order and judgment. And as we've been sharing, God is cleaning up the house. We went through that book. Amen? All but one chapter that I wanted to hit. But we went through that book, and the book was given. We purchased the books to sow them into the congregation's life for you to read. And then the Spirit of God said, and this was new. We haven't, we've done that in midweeks, but we never did that on a Sunday where we took book and Bible and went for it. God wants to clean our houses up. He wants to clean our lives up. He wants to clean up our marriages. He wants to clean up our homes, guys. His finger is on it. Why? And I like, love what Carol said. And because it's not only for the now, it's what he's looking down the corridor of time. He knows what's coming. And we need to be in a place that pleases him to have the great influence that the world needs of him. What do you got? advertisement thank you say advertisement when I'm done with this okay Um, I want to read something because we're not finished with that book we have to do that last chapter I have to do that last chapter okay 
So I want to mention this because while I was reading um, this morning, the word, um, there are some things that kind of highlight it, and I didn't know, I didn't ask my husband, I don't talk to him about, I don't want to distract him from what the Spirit of God is is um, doing in him, and, <laughs> and still preparing, preparation. Um, but I was reading this, and I thought, wow, there's a lot of video games that peop- uh, people have in their homes, and they're playing, that has sorcery in it. And... I want to read something to you, what God said to the nation of Israel. And we excuse people that are doing um, all kinds of things and sorcery of all different kinds. And now we're playing video games. Oh, Oh but that's nothing. I don't really pay attention to that. That's what the kids say. I don't really pay attention to it. Bet me you don't. Bet me it's not influencing you. Okay? Witchcraft is bad. Say witchcraft, witchcraft is, is bad. bad. It's Satanic. demonic. Ado- abomination. So listen, it says here, a sorcerer must not be allowed to live. Who said that? God said God that. God said it. Say God said it. God said it. Does God still mean the same today? Yes, but he's not talking about today. There's grace. But if the person is still practicing sorcery, or if we're allowing these things in our house, why do you think your kids are rebelling? Absolutely. Why do you think your kids don't want to come to church? Why is there an occultic atmosphere Why do you think your kids don't want to hear you talk about God? Why do you think all these things? Because we're allowing sorcery in our homes, and God has a very strict judgment on it. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, can a person that's involved in witchcraft of any kind, sorcery, fortune telling, channeling, all that stuff, can they be delivered and set free? Absolutely. 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 And we want to get them to that place. And you even see that in the New Testament with um, um, Simeon. Simon the Simon. sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. And you see that. But you still see that he still had that way about him on he had to make money. And well, he so wanted he to thought, pay money for the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and then so he could distribute it that yeah. way and get money from exactly. it. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? So the deeds of the flesh, we can't let the deeds dictate to us. God will never lead us into sin. He leads us away from sin. Amen. He spurs us away from sin. I was prompted not to go in there. I was prompted Come not on. to do that. I was prompted not to hang out with them. I was prompted. I was led by the Spirit of God. I was this and I was that. Keep it in context. Don't be using, I was led by the Spirit of God. I wasn't led by the Spirit of God to come out to that special meeting you had. Why not? I read in my script Bible that it says, do not forsake the assembling together, even more so as that day approaches. Yeah. Amen. I read like we saw last night, Acts 2.42, that laminin theory that strengthens and keeps the body of Christ together, that they came together and were steadfastly, continually, steadfastly, they kept on, they kept on and kept on and pressed in and pursued. And they didn't stop being under the apostles' teaching. The teachings that are here in the church or whatever church that you are committed to. Come on. Whatever church that is. Committed to it. 
and staying under the teaching so you could get equipped. And that's what God has been doing. I just go, wow, this is meat, guys. Believe it or not, you are getting some meat, meaty stuff. And I just go, wow, how precious is the Lord to give us these things. Amen. Amen. So anyway, it just, and it goes on here. Let me read this. Anyone who has sexual relations with an animal must be executed. Bestiality. We talked about that already. Anyone who sacrifices to any God, then the Lord must be destroyed. Do not oppress foreigners in any way. Remember, you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Don't mix that up with the immigration thing that's going on. Exactly. Okay? That's got to get cleaned up and everything else. Yeah, that, this is a whole different thing that it's talking about. Do not exploit widows or orphans. If you do and they cry out to me, then I will surely help them. My anger will blaze forth against you. It just goes on. It also talks about... Well, Children. don't read the rest of it. Ah, where? My anger will blaze forth against you, and I will kill, kill you with you the with sword. sword. Is God severe? Is God severe? Absolutely. Now, listen, this is what I was talking about. Abortion. Is it absolutely wrong? Absolutely. Let's get this cleared up in our thinking in this church, okay? If you were raped, is abortion wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need the empowerment to help that person. And I put posted something on Facebook, and I got, some, I got replies on it. Didn't get the hundreds, but I got replies from it. And listen, start, start getting on things, advertisement. I got a reply from somebody that goes back, and I shared this. I don't know if it was last night or when it was, but I got a reply from somebody from back in the Jesus People Day when we first got born again that lives in Tennessee and said, Carol, my heart breaks. I totally agree. And she said, I sent you a message. So I went into my messenger, and I read her message. And she said to me, she said, I am praying for God to bring um, – prayer warriors, that we can pray against these abortion things and against the abortion issues and things that are going on. And there's an abortion clinic here in Tennessee. And I have a friend who goes to this abortion clinic all the time with other people. And they stand out front of that abortion clinic. And this friend of mine was raped and got pregnant. And she kept the baby. Because that baby was her, too. She forgave, and she kept her child. And I am telling you, kids are being taught, and churches are winking their eyes at the fact, well, it's okay if you're raped, you can get an abortion. No, it's not. And I said recently to my granddaughter, I said to her, no, it's not right. Thou shalt not that murder. Thou shalt not murder. And it talks about that in here also. But let me say this. You want to bring the axe down on the rapist. How dare they rape anybody? 
bring a stricter judgment down on them, sentence them to life in jail, or even execute them. And why do you see the crime rate drop? Absolutely. In the Middle East, if you you rape somebody, you lose your private parts. That's not a loving, that's not, Carol, you don't sound very loving. Oh, it's very loving. We're talking about millions upon millions of children, men, women that are being raped. We're talking about the borderline where we have a democratic socialist government that is trying to come against what God said to build That's and right. put it up. And Vincey called me yesterday and told me that he said, Mom, Mom, did you ever see the video where they bring these women, these young girls, these little girls and these teenagers over in boxes and crates and they give them a bucket so they can to do their personal business in and they give and, and they're boxed into these crates of some of them make it over here. I said, Vincey, I saw I saw eighteen wheelers where the back of it, the trail, they opened it up and in the heats they've died because of the heat. And there's nothing that's given to them. And they bring these young girls and these young boys over. And they rape them 40 to 50 times a day. Rape them. So why do I say execute them or imprison them for life? For a reason and a purpose. Because when you bring judgment in and punishment in, it will drop the crime rate. Do you understand? But we have a Democratic Party that wants to allow all this stuff to come into our country, plus terrorism and who knows what else. Is there some innocent in there? Yes, but let them do it the right way. There is a right way to get into the country. Absolutely. Here. And maybe some things have our, to change all, up in there. Probably to make it a all of easier. our ancestors in this room came in the right way. Exactly. And I just go, this is what. This is what we're facing, everybody. So why do we need to pray? And be led. Why do we, why do we need to, to come together? Why did God know and choose us for such a time as this? Yeah. To usher in the return. To be of a Jesus voice, Carol. Christ. To be the voice. To be the example to be the ones that are walking in holiness and righteousness. I love the sinner. I hate the sin. And I hate that it's tearing them away from Jesus Christ. So in love, we will speak the truth to them and share the love of Jesus. You know what that is? The cross. Yeah. Always share the cross. Here's my advertisement. So go on. Go on to the website. We got to change that up, Tim, and get our pictures changing everything. Okay, we got updated. Okay, that wasn't part of the advertisement. All right. So, Danny posted Instagram. He put up Instagram Good News Family Worship Center. I think it's Good News FWC. If you have an Instagram account, please go on it and like it. We're going to start putting up some short little videos and things like that. Okay. The other thing is. Um, uh, YouTube, please go on, and I notice this, but please go on, like, even the Holy Ghost forums. Yeah. You know, you go on there and put a like, put a comment on there. It, it just helps, you know, and draws the attention of other people, too. Sure, We're not saying that. We're just telling you to support 
what God is doing here. Amen. But put comments on there and so on. Don't fabricate them. Watch one and comment. Well, if you were here, you can just you can yeah. put a comment on it, you know. And um, But the thing is, is that we want to promote what God is doing. We don't want to sell what God is doing. Amen. We want to support and promote what God is doing. Okay, there's a big difference with that. And that's it. Hallelujah. <laughs>